Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe for podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter show. And you can't miss this. <laughs> Here at Two Medicine Farm, I've been having these really weird dreams. Yep, they return with a vengeance like never before. I reckon there's something in the air. Yeah, other than me, farmer, and Ding Dang's dope smoke, that is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it might be time for me to spend a few days in the clean, relaxing environment of me vegan neighbour, young Alice's Zen Room again. Mm, very nice. Away from me most recent one, though. It was definitely a nightmare. Oh dear, I had robots running the farm, see, yep, robots, yep. See, I'd read an article about farms using robots in the future. Maybe that was the reason it was all stored away somewhere in my mental filing system. But you know, they weren't the uh, two-legged sci-fi kind of type ones with shiny silver bodies, flashing eyes and electronic voices. You know, the studio recorded ones by some, you know, out-of-work method actor. (laughs) These were big bulky boxy things on wheels yep kind of menacing looking actually you know not exactly aerodynamic either plowing the land they were and lifting up rows of cabbages too as if they were hungry for more blank face they were soulless and just moving up and down down and up as if someone was sitting out of sight some place away with a wireless remote control at that point i saw the someone yep it was old nan with a whiskey glass in one hand and the control in the other. <laughs> See, she was chuckling away and making a really weird sound. Her face, you know, looked like an unfinished jigsaw puzzle. You know, the kind you never want to finish. Or maybe not even start to begin with, eh? <laughs> yep, put it back in the box quick and find another way of wasting your time. Uh, I reckon jigsaws are only designed for invalids. Or prisoners, anyway. <laughs> Saves looking at the calendar. Or counting the bricks. <laughs> but I'm digressing there, aren't I, right? So I woke up suddenly and realised Nan was in the living room, sitting in her favourite armchair, snoring like an old truck engine. <laughs> and this one was missing on, well, I suppose, about five of its eight cylinders. Hmm? Oh dear. You know, I swear she still exa- exhales smoke, even when she's out for the count. See, she stores it deep in her lungs. Yeah. Add to that, she was still clinging on to an empty whiskey glass as if it were a tree root overhanging a precipice and she was about to fall 500 feet if she let the thing go. <laughs> you know, it was tempting, you know, <laughs> to go and give her a nudge and see what happened. But, you know, at her age, you never know exactly what might give first. <laughs> oh dear, it was then I remembered how a few of me nightmares never go away. Oh, they live with me. Yeah, we're included. <laughs> I've literally got living nightmares right here in me farmhouse. <laughs> well, of course, you could say, frivolously of course, better the devil you know. Great cliche, until a genuine nightmare on two legs shows up at me farm. 
we are right here, we long lost, or should I say, just better, permanently lost, distant relative Skip Nattered. Yeah, he arrived at the, sky, the farm gate. Yeah, he slipped aboard a container ship leaving Nigeria and somehow made it back to Jacksonville, Florida, on a convoluted route. The worst part of it was that he'd not been properly fumigated like the rest of the dubious cargo on board. <laughs> Anyway, old Skip reckoned he'd escape Africa just in time, he said, you know, but I know them too well. In other words, that meant they were just about to catch up with him. A while back, I heard a rumour, you know, that you'd sign just about anything to get out of a Nigerian jail. Skip, of course, was not only homeless, but broke and after a loan. Another word for a handout, and as usual, yep, he decided to visit his most benevolent relative, yep, me, Ned Natter. Before he leaves the subject of Skip, he never signs anything, particularly IOUs. <laughs> I then noticed, though, he had uh, still had 5,000 of the Nigerian cash in his wallet. So I thought, well, hmm, oh dear. Well, it turned out it was worth 12 bucks. <laughs> Away from his need for ready cash, I hadn't got any space in my house. I've already got Nan and our semi-permanent guest, Grandma Tashiko, the wife, Elsie, and her best buddy, yeah, beyond it, Brandisha Washington, or BBW for short. Another so-called temporary guest, and those take up more space than a family of eight. <laughs> Add to that, you know, I've got my young daughter, Dolly, and in a little box room, and there's me, yep. Ding dang, me fireman's trailer is too small. Added to that, he's got the flamboyant Quinton and his peaceful partner, Coagulate, staying there right now. So there are only two options left. He stayed in Quinton's old travel trailer with me farm dog Clay and young cat Charles, or slept in Dolly's treehouse. <laughs> but in the end, it all worked out just fine. Yeah, Skip staying as a temporary guest of old Fred, me nudist neighbour, and his existing blind housemate Lonnie. Yeah, with a swingers party there every weekend now. I just hope Skip now has an open mind and a sense of humour. <laughs> Old Nan's buddy, Toshiko Suzuki, me lawyer brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson Natter's wife, and Beverly Hills sex therapist, Heiner's now 103-year-old grandmother, <laughs> is still keeping me awful ancient aging parent, Old Nan Company. Yep, they're still united in their old crow adventures, or what I call senior citizen terrorism. <laughs> to date, they're already the scourge of just about every Florida tourist attraction they happen to visit. In fact, they're just a menace everywhere they go. But this time, we're dodging gun ranges, alligator farms, restaurants and golf courses. Oh yeah, the mayhem was right here on the farm this week. And I blame Nan's free-flowing cash reserves, her phone, and the obsession with looking things up online. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Old Nan planned something really different this week, and it was far from giving Grandma Chico any kind of local cultural experience. Oh dear, Nan decided that they could get plenty of fresh air right here at home and still create a fun-packed experience right from the porch. <laughs> it all started when Nan got inspired by this thing called AfriCam. Yep, cameras are set up in the bush to watch the African wildlife. 
And, you know, you're on the lookout for those poachers, you know, the ones who are sending their spoils off to China. Yeah, old Nan signed up to be a member and now watches elephants on her phone. <laughs> yeah, it does make a change from the ones on me sofa. <laughs> but that wasn't a problem, as usual. No, there were the famous and or more like infamous clickbait ads all around the page. And Nan became fascinated in one advertising drones. <laughs> yep, drones, they were selling a highly sophisticated version built originally for the military. So away she went and got her very own drone. Well, two actually. She couldn't resist the old buy one, get one at 50% off second deal. <laughs> yep, naturally she gifted the second one to Shiko. And that was supposed to be a start of a bit of harmless fun that ended up with low-flying intimidation. <laughs> yep, that's the game, and even low-down tactics like spying on me neighbours. <laughs> oh dear, well, even Toshiko got into the spirit of things and was ready to intimidate old Rush, the inconstant political commentator neighbour. <laughs> the plan was just to do a bunch of annoying fly-pass, you know. <laughs> Put it this way, that was the plan until the drone apparently went out of range and dive-bombed his house. And crashed. Where else? Jesus! Yep, right into Rush's bathroom window. <laughs> um, that's what I call a direct hit, actually. <laughs> He's rarely out of that room. And Toshiko had already gathered that intelligence before making the so-called accidental manoeuvre. <laughs> Rush thought the Third World War had started. Yep. When drones attack. Oh, it sounds like a, you know, B-movie, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Only this time it'll be better as a don't-see movie. <laughs> yeah, although Toshiko's drone bought it, Nan still had hers and she was convinced me farm hum ding-dang. But he's, he's been pulled around by a swarm of angry wasps. <laughs> All day. Yep, he's terrified. He hates wasps ever since he grabbed hold of a paper wasp nest to steady himself after drinking a crate of his buddy Bud. <laughs> Nan's even learnt how to keep the drone at just the right altitude and will always behind him. Unfortunately, since moving Quinton and Craglet into his home, Ding Dang's been constantly nervous about anything that creeps up behind him without warning. <laughs> On the other hand, me fireman Ding Dang is constantly changing, and this is due to painter, writer and former campus Quinton's constantly guiding hand. Apparently sometimes it's both hands. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm talking about the flamboyant eye for the farm guy. Yeah. Quinton even took him to this really odd place a few days ago. Yep, to Kitty's Nail Bar. <laughs> For a manicure. <laughs> oh dear. It's the place Elsie and Beyond it haunt when they need their nails re-glued or buffed. <laughs> I really don't think any manicure will actually cure Ding Dang of his disgusting habits. <laughs> and I felt sorry for Kitty, the bubbly blonde, scantily dressed Asian manicurist. <laughs> Why? Well, because she was going to have a look at his toenails too. Yep. And there's something for pest control, not manicure. <laughs> you know, after 30 years of walking barefoot in the mud, I saw tools like an hammer, chisel, 
electric drill and a buzzsaw, maybe even an angle grinder. <laughs> Not nail clippers, files and cuticle trimmers, I mean a pedicure for ding dang. Needs sanitation engineer, not a manicurist. <laughs> Despite the usual drama, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on my show, though, and here's Ding Dang's southern quote. This time, it's her pants were so tight, if she farted, she'd have blown her boots off. <laughs> oh dear. This, according to him, relates directly to Kitty, the woman handling the manicure. Apparently, he reckons she smelled nice, too. Well... Always a good compliment coming from Ding Dang, you know. After all, if she bathed in Budweiser four times a day and wore an hamburger around her neck, she'd be absolutely irresistible to him. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, Stop by and say hi. Well, next up, I'm returning to the wife's favourite subject, food, of course. Yep, Elsie's private recipes and ideas for cooking are revolting offerings from the swamp. (laughs) I cook my own food and leave her to that cosy relationship with her microwave. Here's the next of her so-called recipes, yep. Elsie's cooking (laughs) cock-ups. So... Warm up your microwave and stand well clear in the cooking process. Yup, usually I stay in the barn behind a concrete wall. The recommended distance is at least 50 feet away. Further the better. This time it's Elsie's Florida Mud Pie Surprise. It's one of her unique creations. No recipe book needed or online advice. Yup, full of shortcuts and hideous ingredients. As usual, she gets carried away and adds her own selection of vile, volatile and plainly unpredictable ingredients. Just before I carry on, I should let you know I did check the farm road just to make sure there wasn't any missing mud. (laughs) So let's see. Elsie's written it all down here on the back of a napkin. It's her hideous handwriting all right, scrawled around the edges and dodging the usual coffee. Soda, ketchup and mustard stains here, there and over there too. (laughs) Anyway, she started out with a large plastic dog bowl. Added one pound of cornstarch, then four pounds of sugar, one pound of margarine, one pound of cocoa powder, two points of soy milk and then endless packets of noodles. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, noodles. Started out looking like worm soup. Then, of course, she added a highly personal touch. Yep, the usual array of nasty extras. <laughs> Ginger, salt, cayenne pepper, cinnamon, cardamom, cloves, nutmeg, chili powder and lemon juice for extra flavouring. Mm. <laughs> she then whisked it all up with the electric hammer drill. Yep, she's still got it on loan. Then cooked it for 30 minutes in the microwave oven at high heat. She stopped it every five minutes to stir things up again. Mm, at that point, it looked like a hot worm soup. Half an hour or so later, she shoveled it out. Mm, an overflowing, but now thick, chocolate and spice-flavoured mess. In fact, it was so thick, she had to slice it. Yep, slice it. I suppose it looked um, something like a mud-coloured cheese with maggots in it. Nevertheless, after a few minutes, it was ready to eat. Yep, 
It's the only time I don't hear a word at the wife. <laughs> this time, beyond its sweet tooth, stayed put, though. <laughs> she stuck with a tailgate party-sized tub of mixed pretzels dipped in ranch dressing, ketchup and peanut butter. Oh, dear. Doesn't sound much better, does it? <laughs> By the way... As I've mentioned before, the Ned Natter show will not be held responsible for the results. No Elsie's cooking is undertaken at your own risk. Not only needs a strong stomach, it needs an even stronger oven. And if possible, you know, a standalone concrete bomb-proof building. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts, so if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me blind neighbour old Lonnie and his housemate nudist swinger old Fred finally found a solution to their needs. Fred advertised home as the best place in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night. And it's called Do You Know Fred? <laughs> So bring a bottle of fair and Fred says, ideally bring your wife too. And with the wife, bring a potluck dish for the sharing and caring buffet. <laughs> it all sounded perfect for him. Fred gets to meet like-minded folks and hopefully their wives. And old Lonnie, hope they can all cook, whether they're men or women, was irrelevant to him. He just wanted plenty of free food. <laughs> so when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred's home needed extra parking spots. Yep, he had a oversubscribed guest list. Only though with the usual poor odds. Yep, like a fixed poker game, only with very little poking. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry I meant poker. <laughs> That's right, 27 men and two women. And one don't know. <laughs> yeah, Fred was the don't know. That's right, don't know what to think. No, <laughs> Fred is far from flexible. He likes to call himself straight, actually. <laughs> On the food front, though, old Lonnie was in high cotton, as they say here in the South. 27 different potluck dishes to choose from. See, four of the visitors were couples, hence the 27 dishes. <laughs> Even though... He was a guest too. I haven't included on the list in there. So my long lost relative Skip Natter. Yeah, he wasn't in the head count, although he was there with an opportunity in his eyes, of course. Yeah, usual. A great opportunity to try and sell every guest a few acres of his African real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the land there is an absolute steal. Mm, yeah, and that's probably why Skip did a run in the first place. <laughs> But I'm digressing again. The worst part of the evening was everyone being buzzed by something in the air all the time that sounded like a swarm of bees. Old Nan was there too, but only in droning old spirit. Yep, not much changes there. She's been soaking in spirits for more than 80 years. (laughs) Only now, the old crow's threatening to gatecrash next week's Do You Know Fred party. Yep, it runs in the family. No, she's not swinging, no. She's seeking an opportunity. 30 people, close by, and one of her high-stakes poker games. Yep, next week, something really exciting will be happening at Fred's party. (laughs)
Well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old mother, old Nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on me show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, old Nan remembers the day she lost her marbles. Well, to be honest, she's lost a lot of unmentionable things over the years. <laughs> I'm sure you don't need me helping working those out. It's a very long list, teeth included. <laughs> But Nan's not talking about the standard cliché after all. Not her. No, she's still sharp, up and ready with a poker brain, even after a bottle of whiskey. She's remembering how she lost her marbles when she was 12 years old. Yep, a little round glass type. She reckons she had an hole in her pocket. The only one that didn't escape was her larger and locally famous shooter. Yep, and that looks absolutely nothing like the kind she packs now. (laughs) In those days, she was a great player too, but the odds were strictly counted in pennies back then. So not a patch on a thousand or a hand card games of today. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again me book reviews yeah i get me hands on a few and i feature them right here on me show just remember i've got a great system here yeah if a book's shite it goes on me composty sometimes if it's really bad you have to burn it middle of road books go in the giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf i hope that's all nice and clear for you <laughs> Okay then, I've ended up with only one book this time, and it's called Bed Wealth by Stuck in the Bed Senior. Oh dear. <laughs> I thought it said bed wetting actually, but uh, I didn't have the light on. Mm. It's another print on demand book. Yep, self help, and as you know by now, that's not my favourite kind of book to begin with. See, it's a book written by this guy who reckons he's got wealthy by just lying on his back in bed. Well, I imagine, you know, a few people might like that idea. In fact, there are quite a few folks who make money on their backs already. <laughs> but I'm digressing, aren't I? Once I got to the old story, yep, the old story, I soon found out why he's getting wealthy this way. Yep. I suppose by chapter two, but, you know, chapter one just goes on and on about how he's hit by a concrete mixer truck and how it changed his life. Forever. Yeah, it's the usual setting for a self-help book, isn't it? <laughs> by the second chapter, where he talks about getting a good lawyer, things started to shape up. Yep. By chapter four, he explains how much he's suing for and just how wealthy he's going to be. <laughs> and, of course, by chapter eight, you, know, you find out how he's going to spend it from bed. Yep, bed. It makes sense, though. He's now permanently bedridden. Oh, dear. Well, it's up there with most self-help books, yeah, unhelpful. <laughs> I really wanted to torture me long-lost relative Skip now with it, you know, but uh, he'd get the wrong idea. I mean, he'd be laying in the bed whilst he went through me money. <laughs> I'm bunging it on me compass sleep then, yeah. Should be good for water retention in me rose bed next year. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. 
This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. I got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting Wales. Yeah, oh yes, the land of dragons and leeks. <coughs> or was it leaking dragons? I can never sure. <laughs> this time it's not a foodie one. Oh dear, yeah, it's called Mary Lwyd. Uh, I hope me pronunciation too much of an anomaly too. Anyway, it's a decorated horse skull. Yeah, that's right, a horse skull. Yeah, they place it on the end of a broomstick. Yeah, drape it with a white sheet. Little bells, yeah, and charge around with it, supposedly frighten the crap out of people on a dark Christmas night. <laughs> the idea, though, is to get them to sing, not scream. You know, I'd be able to do the same thing if I dressed the wife up in a white sheet and bells. Only one look at her, and I might terrify the entire county. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Anyway, leaving Welsh horse heads, but not moving too far geographically this time. Now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling state. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years... Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Lenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. (laughs) First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, hello, Ned. This is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. You know, your brother Buck has confused me again. This time, he showed me a photo of a sign that says R.R. Zing. Mm. You know, I'm wondering if it's like a a Rolls Royce owned by a Chinese man. Mm. Then, of course, Buck keeps droning on about, well, these things called two-way stops and four-way stops. I've absolutely no idea, old chap. You know, I, I actually think some days he's just torturing me with these ideas. Anyway, Perhaps you give me a call back, old chap, and put me out of my misery. Thank you so much. Goodbye. (laughs) Well, that's easy, Nigel. Let me translate it for you. See, Buck showing Ponce a photo of a railroad crossing sign, and Ponce thinks it's an RR Zing, and that is a Rolls Royce owned by a Chinaman. (laughs) Mm. Also, Buck keeps droning on about... Well, maybe this week we've had enough of drones, but uh, let's put it this way, Buck likes to go on and on and on about two-way and four-way stops. Well, Nigel, let me assist you there. First up, the RR Zing is not 
a Chinese man's car. It's short for a railroad crossing, or what you'd call a railway crossing. Maybe another level crossing too, you call it, don't you? Then there's a two-way stop. Well, this sits at what you'd call a road junction, and is also another word for attempted murder. In some cases, it's been called assisted suicide. <laughs> then lastly, the four-way stop is another road-based test. Yep. This time of people's courtesy, memory and decision-making skills. It's like you, Nigel, a gentleman, open a door for one person, only to find three people push past you at once. And before you know it, someone else hits you from behind and slams the door on your fingers. <laughs> anyway, I hope that helps explain it for you, Nigel. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday. You can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me and content political commentator neighbour old Rush Stonewall Jackson farm to not only help him replace his smashed bathroom windows, but listen to the latest far-fetched second-hand news from the right of centre and all instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder, he's always rushing off. The poor old mucker and our new neighbour Jeremy Sprung, the polyamorous political commentating Democratic ex-TV hosts, a head-to-head in direct competition like a couple of one-man political experts and staunch supporters of their own parand of politics. Sprung likes to lecture Rush on how he's out of date, his politics are stuck with Reagan, and his ideas are out of whack. <laughs> on the other hand, Rush lectures Sprung on the radical left, trillion-dollar handouts and communist ideals. <laughs> Add to that, he likes to tell everyone, like an old gossip, that only a Democrat could be polyamorous. <laughs> oh, also, Rush is still trying to convince me that his folks can do no wrong. Oh, dear. <laughs> this week, Rush's politics are finally on the back burner, and he got a lesson on the benefits of a poly lifestyle from Sprung instead. He told us how with three women in the house, headaches were never an excuse, and a routine didn't exist. He has what's called a rotation system instead. <laughs> but for Rush, it's not only weird, it sounds like drama too, yet that's why his wife lives in Tennessee, not Florida. <laughs> what Rush hasn't worked out, though, is that she's delighted he's miles away. <laughs> Either way, Rush was ready with a speedy retort. You know, he says to me, you know, Ned, he'll be after your wife next. Of course, I was delighted, wouldn't I? <laughs> I even asked Sprung if he'd like to take her off my hands right away. <laughs> I'd even deliver her to his back door with a month's worth of groceries too if he liked. But unfortunately, Sprung is highly satisfied with his current three-woman lineup. Oh dear, what a shame. <laughs> yep, Rush thinks that's really out of hand though. But after Sprung threw up his hands in despair and walked off, Rush skipped the usual rhetoric to rattle on about how... He's spraying this week. Of course, I was highly confused after all he used. He, you know, he's always spraying the trees on a daily basis. <laughs> Those poor old granddaddy oaks, they're always suffering. But no, he's breaking out the usual cocktail of poison this time to spray just about everything that walks, flies or grows without his written permission on Stonewall Jackson Farm. <laughs> and, uh, me farm's downwind of his, and I'm supposed to be organic. 
See, as usual, tree spraying doesn't spread more than three feet. This lot will spread 3,000. <laughs> Before he had a chance to object, his words tailed off as he excused himself with that standard statement. Gotta go, Ned. Oh, dear. Russia's always got to go and flush. Well, I'll never quit finishing any of his conversations. <laughs> Despite his rushing off, though, Rush called me later in the day to not only further warn me about Jeremy Sprung's plans for what he thinks is an illegal Floridian harem, <laughs> but with his Tennessee teaser. That's his homegrown style of humour, and this time it followed me mention of organic farming. And this time it's organic is what Macau's leave behind in the field. <laughs> Dear, no wonder he's spraying the old place with toxic chemicals. I reckon next time I see old Rush, he'll be glowing in the dark. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. <laughs> A few weeks ago, we chatted about pet hens, and last time Alice was juggling with the occult, and me need to take the tarot readings more seriously. Only this time she told me I should take more notice of the wonders of nature around me, not just the tarot readings. <laughs> so from now onwards, she's going to be giving me something from nature every time I visit. <laughs> mm. Of course, I thought with that statement, oh, well, you know, I got a bit red around the ears, but before you start your mind's working in overdrive, not that kind of nature. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I've decided to tell you about her ideas right here on my show. So up first, though, she decided to baffle me with a really bizarre statement. Bat babies babble. Oh dear. Now, there I was thinking about some other wonders of nature, but apparently she likes to watch the bats flying around every night. You know, I see them too, and I just hope they're not drones. (laughs) Even if they've probably escaped from old Nan's cauldron. See, Alice had been reading up on bats and apparently the bat babies babble away, you know, just like human babies, for attention and as a way of communicating with the adults. Only the scientists, you know, they had to record and interpret just how the high-pitched sounds worked out. But uh, anyway, so Alice is all excited and even asked me to help her put up some new bat boxes in her back field. Yep, she hopes to encourage more of them. I just wish I could build, you know, one big enough for the wife. <laughs> Only the structural engineering would be a highly technical feat, wouldn't it? You know, yet too much weight, stress and strain. You know, that's the story of me life. <laughs> Fortunately, bats only weigh a few ounces though, so they weren't a problem. Anyway, I'm just glad the coffee and cake was reliably nice though, as usual. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, we lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> right then, my first item comes from Anastasia in Australia, and she's called me about something 
really strange. She's seen these drone delivery services. Drones again, yeah. This is the drone show. (laughs) (laughs) They bring emergency things to rural areas all over Australia. Mostly she reckons it's drugs or blood plasma, things like that, you know. Oh dear, she didn't say what kind of drugs though, but uh, added to that, it's the thin end of the wedge, you know. Cliché, yes. Mm. But little packages being dropped off is one thing, you know. Yeah, a few ounces here and there, no problem. I'm just worried about them delivering like larger items, you know. See, I can see the future plagued with drone problems, you yeah. know. No, I didn't want my new washing machine dropped off on the roof. <laughs> or my new TV floating in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if Elsie gets her food delivered by drone, you know, she'll just leave the microwave door open. That way she won't even need to leave the sofa. (laughs) The second item comes from Wilbur in Wilson, Wyoming, and he's concerned about this thing he found online. Where else? Yeah. It's called an alcohol shotgun. Yep, alcohol. You fill it up with your favourite kind, you know, whiskey, vodka, whatever, and then just fire it in someone else's mouth. (laughs) Well, you know, standard kind of party accessory in it for adults, I'd say. Oh dear, it makes me think about old Nan being armed and dangerous. Well, more than usual, that is. (laughs) This time, I've added a third caller again, just because it was a sympathetic idea. For me and constant political commentating neighbour, I'll brush... This one's from Olivia in Odell, Oregon. And she's got this idea of keeping Rush on the ball when he's on the porcelain throne. What we used to call the bog. Yep, a golf game whilst he's indisposed, which, as you know, is a regular event. It's called the Toilet Golf Potty Time Putter Game Set. Yep, mouthful, yep. It brings fresh meaning to playing with yourself on the toilet. Yeah, it comes with a putter, mini putting green, two balls and a flag. Yeah, there's even a do not disturb sign for your door. But Rush will never need that one, you know, because uh, nobody disturbs him. Yeah, He has exclusive rights over the place. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. The dubious Command Agent 50% is lining up with a new ad this week and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> You're just going to love this unique opportunity. We've got a guaranteed dream job. Make money while you sleep. Yep, while you sleep. And you'll be doing just that, a dreaming free of charge in the best hotels in America as one of our bedbug hosts. Yep. <laughs> you'll get free training, free travel, free meals, and free rooms. And never get bitten. Yep, just book in at our website today and learn how you can make money while you sleep at bugandcritterhosts.net. <laughs> And we'll get you on the road to success right away. But wait, we're offering an unrepeatable free introductory offer, so hurry. Join us today and accept our no-obligation free gift to get you started. That's a special one-gallon drum of our patented bedbug attractant. Yep, it's called Bug Love. Just rub it in your skin and hop into bed. You'll not only sleep for hours, but you'll be amazed and surrounded by dead bugs when you wake up. 
<laughs> it works. <laughs> Bug Love is the ultimate in fatal attraction sprays and you can't beat a deal or a job like this. <laughs> you know, that's making me think about whether they've created the human version of that fatal attraction stuff, you know. <laughs> I'd get a good night's sleep and wake up to find... Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. On whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurized and unfiltered. But that's all, me lovelies. And on that note, I better go. So until next time, remember, farm is getting older. Some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters. Without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe as podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive. And don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. (laughs) Goodbye, me lovelies.